is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The, the Sports Hit List presents Smoking Mirrors with Declan Krogman and the Polius Brothers, Greg and Stefan, breaking down the biggest news in sports, G- giving you the stories behind the story, here for all the smoke, all the time, right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Monday edition of Smoke and Mirrors. I'm your host, Stephen Polius, alongside Greg Polius and Declan Krogman. Uh, it's been it's been quite a weekend. Gentlemen, how you doing? Deck, how was your weekend, man? You know, it was good. Uh, you know, filled with baseball. Got the camo today, repping, you know, Armed Forces weekend. We saw it in the MLB. Uh, can't complain, man. Happy to be here on this Monday. Nice, nice. Greg, what about you? Weekend was busy, but it was fulfilling, tiring. You know, our A's, shout out to our A's. We got a W yesterday. So as you see, I'm in our A's gear, not just because I'm a fan, but this is what we actually wear. <laughs> I like that you preface it at the top. You need to because people don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. know. And I think you're an A's fan, which mm-hmm. you know, nothing wrong with that. I just, you never know with you. You never know what team <laughs> you're going to root for at some point. So it's good that you preface it for everyone. I like the braids, by the way. You look smooth. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, I had a good weekend as well. I was with Greg. We played on uh, Sunday yesterday. Um, we 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 chart we chartered a flight to Connecticut from Flatbush. <laughs> no one no one should have to play that far. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't need to be that deep into Suffolk. No, you know nothing against Suffolk really, but it's just too far. Um, but yes, here now, ready to talk some sports. And uh, I mean, yesterday was uh, also big because we had the end of the. NBA regular season. All right, going into the postseason now. A lot of, a lot of exciting matchups. I'm going to start with the playoffs, though, not the play-ins. I know, I know there are a lot of players that hate the play-ins, but we'll start with the playoffs. Eastern Conference, you have the 76ers who are finished as the first seed, and the Nets finish as the second seed. So they have their buys. You have the third seed Bucks versus the sixth seed Heat, and the fourth seed Knicks, which their win yesterday guaranteed them the fourth seed. Greg, I know it's okay. I'm not, you don't have to say anything. Because your Grizzlies are going to come up soon. Um, <laughs> fourth seed Knicks versus the fifth seed Hawks. And in the Western Conference, you have the first seed Jazz and the second seed Suns with their buys. And then the third seed Nuggets, sixth seed Blazers, which, again, that was a big win for the Blazers, coming in the sixth seed and then knocking the Lakers to the seventh seed. Uh, and then the fourth seed Clippers versus the fifth seed Mavs. So those are your playoffs. The play-ins, which are starting this week, are some really exciting matchups. Going to start in the East again. You have the Hornets as the 10th seed versus the Pacers at the 9th. That's coming up Tuesday, as well as the Wizards versus the Celtics on um, Tuesday as well. And then in the West, you have the Spurs, who are the 10th seed, versus Greg's Grizzlies as the 9th seed. Um, and that sounds pretty there. good. I, think that, I mean, that, that, that was pretty good, Greg's Grizzlies, right? Uh, <laughs> and then the 8th so. seed, and the big matchup that everyone's looking forward to is the 8th seed Warriors versus the 7th seed Lakers. That's going to be Wednesday as well at 10. And, I mean, it was a, it was a busy, busy Sunday for games. Uh, but seeing that the, you know, Steph Curry, shout out to him getting his uh, scoring title. But that matchup is just going to be much-watched TV, must-watch. Like, it's, it's 
absurd. Uh, Greg, I'll kick it to you. I'll let you start off. Uh, what do you think about these matchups and the play-ins? Let's just focus on the play-ins right now. Uh, uh, you can start with your Grizzlies if you like. All right. Um, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the play-ins. Personally, I don't think there needs to be a 9-10 game. Um, uh, yeah, because the only reason I say that is because neither one of those teams finishing as the eight seed is going to challenge the Jazz for anything. It, it wouldn't be an entertaining series. So that that's why I'm not too much for it. Um, but as far as Lakers worries, I, I think some people forget. I, people love to hate LeBron so much that they forget what the Lakers were before him, AD, and Schroeder got hurt. And I think they were like a top three or four seed in the West. So the Lakers in a playing game is almost like a cheat code. Steph has to be otherworldly for the Warriors to beat the 19 Grizzlies, all right? He had 46 points. You know, I forgot what the line was. Like nine Did, he just, he, he was Yeah, he would and need just to one do game. that. He would, I, I get that, but he would need to do that and then some. The the a fully stack a fully healthy Lakers team is is going to demolish a Warriors team even with Steph doing that because there's no other pieces on that Warriors team that can contend with the secondary pieces on the Lakers. And in the East, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the whole playing in the East is just a mere formality for them to get smacked by the uh, one and two seeds. I don't even think it matters. Uh, I just want to see LaMelo back. play. That's don't, it. Don't hold back at all. I'm looking forward to LaMelo <laughs> playing as well. Uh, but, Declan, what, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, are you, I know you're not a fan of planes either, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of planes either, but I can't say that I go to bed thinking about how horrible it is like I do with the 17th game in the NFL. It's a little <laughs> bit of a different animal for me. Sure. Um, I feel a little inclined to, define, uh, to defend Suffolk. I won't this morning. It's okay. We have some viewers out there, some of my people <laughs> hey, out there. All right. I, I, no, I, I was throwing no shade at Suffolk. I just don't want to travel that far for a That's, game on a Sunday afternoon. That's very that far for exactly. me. That is fair. And Sunday Sunday traffic in the in the mid afternoon on Long Island can be dicey. That is absolutely correct. Um, listen, LeBron's ankle has been flaring up a little more. You know, we just got back, and now he's starting to go the other way. I'm going to go with the upset here. I think that the Warriors can pull it off. I think it's going to be insane. This is the matchup that it would have been nice to see in a real. Honestly, in a real seven-game series, would have been a great would have been would have been a great series to see it if the Lakers were the one seed and the Warriors were the eight seed this year. It didn't didn't turn out that way. Uh, but I'm going to go with Steph and the Warriors. I think that for some reason they're just going to pull it out. I think that it's going to be tough for them to defend him. And then, listen, I'm not a huge fan of Draymond Green, but I think he's going to be a huge X factor that he's not getting brought up. <laughs> Mr. Triple Single. <laughs> yes, Mr. Who. That's what Chuck Chuck called him. Oh, Mr. Mr. Triple Mr. Single. Triple single. Yes. I don't like Draymond Green, but I think he'll be an X-Factor. And he, they're going to need him if they're going to pull out this game. It can't just be a one-man show with Steph. Uh, so in that in that case, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Warriors there. And as for the East, I feel very similar to Greg. They're just whoever wins. Whether it's the, if the Grizzlies pull it out, they're going to get smacked by the ones and twos anyway. That's not the East. <laughs> The Grizzlies, oh, yeah, are the the Grizzlies are in the West. No, I was saying yeah. whoever is in the East is getting destroyed. So, by the way, it makes no sense that the Grizzlies are in the West. There's nothing Western about Tennessee. There's, as all <laughs> South. It makes no sense. Um, but, yes, the Grizzlies are in the West, obviously. Um, they'll be in that similar playing format as the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, but I agree with you with the East. There's really nothing there. That they uh, Speedy, speedy. Called it out, but that's what I was going to say. They're in the West yes. because they used to play in Vancouver. 
Yes. And Division alignment in 2021 in every sport. There's always some flaky things that don't make sense. Like Dallas being in the East. Stop it. Don't get me started. That, that, that was for rivalry purposes, though. That's why they stayed. Uh, one thing I did yes. want to say, Greg, to your point, um, well, rather against it, was uh, I understand the, the 10th and the 9th seed, like that that matchup to me. Like, it's the do or die, right? Because every uh, the other play-ins, it's like, you know, if you lose, you go on to the next game and you play the winner of that 9th, 10th uh, matchup. So entertainment-wise, I think it's like it, it makes sense. As far as the teams that are in it and, and how they can compete, at, even if they win, yes, I agree that, that there's – probably not much entertainment value in that, but just watching that game and the do or die nature of that game uh, to me is something that could be uh, entertaining for fans. And that's what it's supposed to be for. Like the play-ins are supposed to like draw eyeballs. to. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I just don't think the 10th seat should have an opportunity at the playoffs at that, at this point. That, but that's I think it's my also, take on it. I think it's also the same in baseball though. If we look at that new baseball format, I knew you liked it, but there are some teams that just don't deserve to be playoff teams that are that could sneak into the playoffs. If, when so are they agreeing it's on also the not 10 teams, though. It's very different. Well, it's, They have the right, same well, amount of teams in the league, just about. It's and, What do we go? They go with eight, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Eight in each, as opposed yeah. to five in each? Yeah. yeah. But I just, don't, I just don't think that there's eight teams in the MLB, and not to get off track here, eight teams in the MLB that really deserve a playoff spot at the end of the season. Because when you have a team that's like, 82 and 80. That, that's not so, playoff material, in my so, opinion. So, Carl is in the comments um, uh, here. Yeah, no, nobody cares about the Celtics but him and the few sprinkled in. Even Declan doesn't care about the Celtics. But he says it extends to the 10 seed because it's money because they missed out on 10 games. I didn't say I don't know that. I We spoke about this on the last show. I'm very aware that it's about recouping money from the pandemic season. However, I do not care for it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I do have one thing, one question for the both of you. Uh, before we wrap up on this, uh, you gave your predictions for the Lakers uh, versus the Warriors, but I'm mm-hmm. curious what your other predictions are for the play-ins. Uh, so, Greg, it, even though you don't, okay. you know, you don't care for anything in the East, give me your predictions, <laughs> East, and then finish up the West. All right, I got the Wizards beating the Celtics, and then the. Um, I want to pick the Hornets, but I think DeMontis Sabonis is going to be too much, and it's going to be Pacers. And so then out of the winner of the it's going to, the Celtics are going to win between the Pacers and the Celtics, and Celtics are going to end up being the eighth seed. So we have Wizards 7, Celtics 8. And in the West, I got the Grizzlies beating the Spurs, um, Lakers be, beating the Warriors, and then the Warriors beating uh, the Grizzlies. So it will be Lakers 7, Warriors 8. Yeah, in the uh, <clears throat> sorry, in the Eastern Conference, I got the Pacers over the Hornets, uh, and I got the Celtics over the Wizards, and, and I have the Celtics moving on in the little play-in. How does it go now? It's seven eight, right? Like so, the I know winners it's seven, of eight. seven eight, mm-hmm. the winner of the seven eight game gets the seven seed, right? Gotcha. And then the loser of that game plays the uh, winner of the eight nine the nine ten game for the eight gotcha. seed. Okay, so the Celtics, the Celtics Wizards game is uh, seven eight, or is that eight, is that nine ten? If the oh, se- whoever wins, place, whoever wins Wizards Celtics goes to be the seventh seed. Okay, so then I got the Celtics winning that game, and then I got, and then I got the 
Pacers taking down the Hornets, and then the Pacers have to play the Wizards. Is that accurate? Or the Wizards yes. are done once. Okay, so and then I got I actually have the Pacers beating the Wizards now. I think that they're gonna be So you have Celtics seven, Pacers eight. Exactly. Okay, glad we could figure that out. Yes, I'm glad. That was like oh I just got like flashbacks to like junior year math class. I was just like I, I missed Whoa. Of that and I'm sorry. But you explained that the game, the seventh and eighth seeds, like whoever wins that goes on to become the seventh seed, right? Yeah, yeah. I got you, Steph. Don't worry, I got I, I, you. Yeah, yeah. I was it's cool, it's cool. I just, I I missed what Dex said. Did I get did you keep yeah. all yours? Yeah, he did. Uh, no, he did, did you do the Western Conference deck? Well, I picked the Warriors to win. So that um, they would be the seventh seed. Seventh seed. That was the seven and eight one, right? So, so the Lakers would so, have to play the winner of Spurs Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, give me Greg's Grizz in that. I think that although I don't like to bet against Popovich, is an entirely different team, and they're not as good. And I mean, he did skip the game to go see Tim Duncan, which I would do the same thing. But playoff matchups, I think that kind of sets. The story tells itself in terms of how good this team actually is. So give me the Grizzlies in that, and then the Grizzlies would play the Warriors, correct? Or they would no, play the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. Lakers. Uh, and the Lakers would take care of the Grizzlies. So you have Warriors 7, Lakers 8. That is correct. Uh, also, Steph, before I get to you, uh, Carl, uh, I don't. are you going to get to with the uh, potential Nets-Wizards matchup? Uh, no, we, you can talk about it, though. We, yeah, so, I mean, for – not for basketball reasons, strictly for media narrative purposes, it would be, um, it would be like ESPN would be on a fever pitch with the the baby OKC Thunder in the prime of their careers going up against each other in a two seven matchup where you have KD wow. and James Harden uh, on the Nets versus Russ carrying the Wizards essentially to the playoffs via the playing with game. Deal. Beal's been Beal was really good. Yeah, Beal, Beal's, Beal's probably one of the best two guards in in the country. I mean, in the country, like we're talking in in, in the NBA, <laughs> like it's like it's college. Yeah, um, and I think there are definitely storylines there. You know how how KD left um, OKC after getting uh, losing after being up three one to the Warriors, and then you have how J- James Harden was kind of just like, yeah, we don't need you. You know, you could go go with we'll trade you wherever you want. And he ends up becoming an MVP scoring champ, assist title champ, you know. All the champs. <laughs> and just missing that one thing. I do think that the Wizards do not stand a chance because their defense is atrocious. Um Ruskin averaged 40, 20, and 20 in that series, and they'll get swept. Wow. Damn. I don't even think he's wrong either. That's <laughs> yeah. just the kind of matchup it is. Like it's shocking to say that, but it's also not inaccurate. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I don't think it's inaccurate at all. I also wanted to say shout out to Kyrie Irving. Uh, he uh, 50-40-90 club. Yeah, yeah. It was, That's uh, big. And 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 shout out to Ray Jarvis. He actually mentioned this. Uh, you know, in one of the group chats, he said, you know, he 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 silenced a lot of the media critics, which he did, mm-hmm. because no matter what he was dealing with personally, he went out there and he balled out, despite what they said. And it's funny because people always talk about, you know, I need a personal day from work. You know, I'm not feeling it. My job is stressing me out. Yeah. And they don't treat athletes the same way. So when an athlete comes out and is like, I need a time for me, everybody's up in arms. Like, how dare you? You're, you're getting paid all this money. When it's not about the money, it's about the mental health aspect because everybody needs to be clear-headed when they go into what they do for their job. Just as a slight aside, Anthony Rendon has come out and said he doesn't even like baseball, but he plays it because he's good at it. 
<laughs> you know, that's why I don't like incredibly talented. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you just because you do something for a living doesn't necessarily mean you like it, but you're very good at it. He <laughs> said sure that like we, eight years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. I'm sure baseball's been up raw for a hot second. I remember being yeah. I remember being ten years old and pressed about that. I was like, how can you not <laughs> like baseball? Like You know, I I just like to say a lot of people graduate with a certain degree and aren't in the field that they graduated in, but they have to deal with it. That's facts, boy. That is all facts. You know, uh, if if you don't mind me just quickly because you know the whole I mentioned earlier with Tim Duncan in the Hall of Fame uh, you know the induction ceremonies with Vanessa Bryant making the speech this week uh, on behalf of Kobe and everything I do think that is interesting because it was almost as if she indirectly referenced not necessarily load load management but the whole idea of sitting guys because she she did mention a quote from Kobe and I thought it was interesting um she was like, why won't you just sit this game out? And he's just, and he's kind of said that what Carl, Carl had come on our show and said, like, mm-hmm. you know, all these fans are paying to see me. They're saving up money to sit in the nosebleeds and I'm not going to play today. That's, that's a loose quote from what he's saying. Um, and I just thought that was very interesting. I thought that was exactly who Kobe was. And I think Kobe in today's NBA would be, I mean, he, he's needed. I almost feel like he's needed even more now. But I thought it was excellent. I thought she did a great job in the speech. And I thought a lot of the points she hit on were very, uh, very good. And Michael Jordan being up there was great also. Sorry to get off a tangent. I know we got no, 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 stuff right. to do today. But. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I mean, that's a good tangent. I, I do, you know, mentioning the, the Hall of Fame induction is, is there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I, I watched the portions of the speech, or rather just the clips of it, and I agree with you. You know, as far as the load management and, and just the player Kobe Bryant uh, was, uh, I think that there there's merit to load management, and, and we've seen it. Uh, as far as like making sure your guys are well rested, making sure that they're good to go instead of driving them into the ground. But Kobe was a different player, and I think it just—it's a particular type of player, you know, that can that can handle that workload and keep going afterwards and still play at a high level. Um, and I don't want—I wouldn't fault anyone that that needs to manage their time in order to be their best self when it's most needed, right? So I, I do understand the fan perspective because there are those fans that live for this to see the superstar. Like you go there to that one game maybe that you can get in a year in that season and you don't see your your favorite player play, it, it, it does hurt. Uh, and if you feel a little bit cheated. And I'm kind of in alignment with you. Uh, my take on it is players got to do what they need to do, what what is best for them and what's best for the organization. So I'm behind whatever they need to do to get it done. Like I'm sure KD and Harden could have played earlier in the season. But with the condensed season, it, it didn't make sense to rush them back. Yeah, agreed. We're, we're about to head to commercial break. Let me just give you my East and uh, West real quick. I think I have uh, it's the Wizards at 7, uh, Pacers at 8, and then it's the Lakers at 7 and the uh, Warriors at 8. Um, and that's, that's going to be it for me. <laughs> it was quick enough, simple. You figured it out like quicker than I figured out, figured out like one matchup. So hey, very it's nice. All, it's A-okay. But yes, like I said, we're going to commercial break. Stick around. We're going to talk a little bit football, a little bit of Deshaun Watson, some updates with that case of his. Uh, but this is Smoking Mirrors, presented by the Sports Idlets on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and we'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Smoke and Mirror on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
Welcome back. You alright over there? by Sports Hitlets on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stefan Polius, alongside Declan Krogman and Greg Polius. Uh, and I am alright. I just had something in my eye. I think the eyelash just kind of fell into it. So I was like, oh my god. But um, <laughs> He's emotional because we're going to talk baseball soon. He's very excited. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, well, while we were on break, uh, Greg, I think you, uh, you mentioned you wanted to address something, I believe. In the yeah, comments. yeah. Carl, Carl is in the comments being... Uh, Emotional Carl. So he, he claims that based on what I said before we went to break, that I'm saying screw the fans. Uh, and that's that's not what I'm saying because maybe, Carl, if Boston load managed Jalen Brown, you would actually have your best player for the playing games instead of him being out. So it's very possible. But y'all are going to lose anyway, so that doesn't matter. But before we move on, I just want to throw out shout out to the sports hit list. You know, they, we wouldn't be here without them and uh, head maestro Carl and look out for their uh, playing video dropping right after our episode. Okay. It's going to be real petty in these NBA streets. You got the Knicks fans in a four seed talking smack, you know, Lakers in a playing game and the Knicks in, in a four seed. I don't know. It's getting dicey out in these streets. Been dicey. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. We got Pete O'Say in the comments. Shout out to Pete football PO, you know, the guy, uh, he says, Greg Polius said he would do the same thing as the players. I was just asking how he would do it in baseball. So I think he's asking uh, about a baseball load man. Lo- well, the thing is, the NBA, like I've stated before, the NBA is the only sport where load management is an issue. Baseball players take rest. Baseball players take rest days all the time. If a wide receiver missed a game for like injury concerns, nobody would be up in arms about it in football. You know, it's it's not the end of the world. Only in the NBA is it treated as it's this blasphemous thing. The one thing I'll say, go ahead. I'm sorry, I wouldn't say nobody. I think with the uh, NFL, it's it's even more like prudent for you to to play in the games, right? Because there's just so few games compared to the NBA and the MLB. Where missing a game in the MLB is like okay, like one or two games in 162 games isn't bad. But saying that now we have uh, 17 games, um, uh, it's it's. You know, it's not going to be the same kind of effect. So I do believe, yeah. that, but depending on the injury, right? If it's something that's major, it makes sense. But if it's minor, you will see some backlash for that that player. I, it depends on the on a, the 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 caliber of player. Like Makai Beckton missed like three, four games. He's our be- he's our he's our best offensive lineman, and you didn't. It, it wasn't really a big deal. True, but but whereas like Odell, if he misses something, yeah. But something. in this scenario, we're talking yeah, about superstars, right? Yeah, we're talking about right. players that <clears throat> fans are coming out to see. So it wouldn't be a Beckton. It would be an Odell. Yeah. About. Well, the thing I'll say, the thing I'll say really quickly before we move on is that in baseball, we're not seeing anybody playing 130 games just based on off days. You know, we see that if if guys are if, if guys are injured, and Greg, you said it yourself, in football guys aren't taking games off just you know, just for the hell of it. In the NFL, granted, different animal, only 16 games, and with baseball, there is more games. Um, like you know, a guy like Kawhi, if he's not playing back to back nights, like no one's playing. A hundred games in the MLB because of load management. I don't even think it's a problem. I know Manny you says you wouldn't, he's not. you wouldn't know yeah. it because they put their they have to put it on the injury report. Report and when you play, even if you play sixty games, and if you have a slight ailment, say you have you know a tight groin, you then go it goes on the injury report. Right. So it's not listed as load management. That term came from the NBA, and which so in baseball it doesn't have the same bad connotation. Right, but these off days don't happen as much as what I'm saying. If, if a guy if a guy plays 130 games, it's because of an injury. It's not because he's resting, you know, 15, 20 games a year. That, like a that catch. is not exactly accurate because 
You have well, days where if you if you have guys who go in slumps, they'll go like say two for twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, it happened with Ian Happ. Ian Happ had four straight off days. Nobody said anything. Left fielder for the no, Cubs. I'm sorry, I, I kind of lost you. What'd you say? So Ian Happ had he he he, had, he started the yeah. season off hitting under two hundred, and uh, I forgot who the Cubs manager just gave him four straight off days. Quote unquote, right. get his mind right. It's not a big deal. It happens. But that's but that's perfor- that's also performance related. Load management sometimes is just rest related because we want to give guys days off. It's, to di- the it's different sports or different parameters. It's the, but it's the same right. concept. He's resting. Yes, but I just I don't think we see it. It's not as prevalent in the MLB. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a fair statement. I, I think I understand where Greg's coming from. It's just that it's, there's no precedent for it in the in the MLB as there is the NBA. So that's why you don't we don't perceive it the same way. That's how I, how, how I see it. Mm. But um, we could probably talk about load management for another 10 minutes, but we're going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to move on to some football, which we kind of segued until we went into a different direction. But like I said before commercial break, we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson. And for those that remember, <clears throat> he was wrapped up in uh, a – an ugly uh, court case where there's 22 lawsuits uh, pending against him regarding his uh, regarding his uh, the allegations of his misconduct, uh, sexual misconduct with uh, with masseurs. Um, masseurs. Masseurs. Masseuses. Masseuses. That's a good one. I'm not sure. I think it's masseuses. I think it's masseuses. I think it's masseuses. Like mooses, 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 all right. Masseuses. Um, but yeah, so he, he had uh, his 22 uh, lawsuits against him, and there's allegations that there have been settlement talks that have started up. It was reported by Sarah Bars, uh, Barshop of ESPN that claims there's text messages as well as a recording that reveal that a member of Tony Busby's legal team approached Watson's legal team uh, to quote-unquote work things out. Uh, in connection to the lawsuits, which Busby has denied. Uh, he hasn't responded to any of the, uh, the comments, uh, questions, requests for comments from ESPN, but he denies that there's any truth to these allegations. However, it does paint a different picture now, seeing how Busby's team is reaching out to uh, Deshaun Watson's legal team to try and reach a settlement. Uh, Greg, I'll, I'll kick it to you. What do you think about this recent development? Does it really change your perception of what's going on here, uh, or is it still, you know, still on the same course? I mean, if we go back to when we originally spoke about this some months ago, I always felt like Tony Busby wasn't exactly the most trustworthy character to be bringing about these type this this suit against Deshaun Watson, and I still feel the same way in that regard. Um, this is not saying that you know there's no valid uh suits or complaints but it's just I'm, I'm questioning the validity of his motives of busby's motives because yeah. like the article said it was a, a, looking for a settlement this early is kind of unprecedented with these types of allegations mm-hmm. you know these type of allegations would make him a serial sexual predator <laughs> yes so it's it, it's it is a little telling uh, and I definitely do want to see where it goes and, and how, how this thing ends up, because ultimately, I think if he's cleared, I do still think that it's in the Texans' best interest to trade him. Where, I don't know now, with the draft happening. After the draft, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where now. What about you, Deck? 
Yeah, I don't know what to make of this at all, really. I mean, did he deny that he, they're looking for settlements? It's just, it's, it's really just, it's becoming ridiculous. And, and from, from the whole Busby side, and you know, no one knows what to believe, whether it's from Busby or Watson. Everything, everything. I mean, I guess that is what a court case would be. Um, you know, whereas, like, is Deshaun Watson going to play this year? Like, what does this mean for him going forward as a football player, as a citizen, you know, as a person and a human being? Uh, this is a really tricky situation that kind of lost its steam for a little bit until this morning when the article came out. Um, I really have no idea what to make of it. This is one of the most confusing cases and, and stuff going on in sports that I've seen in a long time. So I'm kind of somewhere in between of just really just having not necessarily no opinion, but no, no perception of, of what to gauge on the entire situation. Yeah, what I would, what I will say uh, to add to that is um, there is at least that uh, for the legal team to approach Watson, uh, Watson's legal team, uh, there's the potential that they want to settle this before the season starts, to in order for Watson to then be able to be moved. The NFL has not um, started their own investigation. They always wait for all the facts to come out. So Watson hasn't been questioned by the NFL just yet. So that that's the detail that we also need. But the other side of the coin is you could see, you know, Busby's team reaching out to Watson's team saying, well, you know, we need to get the ball rolling here. So we'll, we'll initiate this because it's in your best interest because they do have all the leverage right now. So there's, there's nothing in this, uh, in the information that we know to say that Deshaun Watson uh, is, you know, 100% innocent that the, these 22 women uh, have made up this story. But knowing that, uh, and, and knowing that, you know, poten- not potentially that Busby's team has approached Watson's team, um, there might be more at play here other than, you know, it, it looks a little suspicious that they're doing it now, again, having the leverage. Greg, you approached, I don't know if you approached your mic to say something or you were just in that kind of. No, 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 no. I was just in that space. I see. Yeah, Isn't that, like, yeah that's, that's where his head space is. But I, yeah, I, was, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna let you breathe. <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're gonna have to, you know, just just well, not even keep uh, uh, an eye on it. It's going to come up. When, whenever something else develops, we're gonna know about it. Deshaun Watson, this case is is huge. Uh, it's going to have an impact on him as a player, on him as a human being, and on the league. Uh, see whether he ends up playing this season or not, and if he gets traded, where he's getting traded to. So those implications are huge, and we'll be following it as it goes along. Yeah, I wonder. Weird. I wonder if he's cleared. Does he play after all of this? I think so. I. I, I just. I can't. I, so, like, if he settles, you're saying? He, even. Even if he doesn't settle, right? Mm-hmm. And but he's cleared. Like, if he, say he gets cleared of all wrongdoing, mm-hmm. um, does he go on to play after all of this? You know, because remember, he was very adamant about not playing. And where, though, is the question. Like, does this totally kill his, his trade value? And I feel horrible talking about football, you know, given that there's higher situations. That's an implication, though. That is the implication. But it's absolutely yeah. an implication is where is, where is he going to wind up? Like, does he get moved? Does he stay where he's at? Because all the teams that we said that, you know, he might go to, the Niners, yeah. Jets, Panthers, like all these teams have quarterbacks. So now so much has happened, and, and it is a loss on the Texans. <coughs> Because they wanted, if they were ever going to trade him, the best time to trade him would have been before the draft. And before now they the lose draft, out. Yeah. 
They had no capital in the draft. Their first pick was in the second round. I mean, they're they're kind of a lock to pick I mean, number they, one. Next. They did draft a quarterback in Davis Mills in the third, but we don't know if that's going to be their day one starter. Backup plan. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that if he is cleared, um, I don't necessarily see him playing for the Texans. Uh, I think he might just stand pat there and not do it, uh, not play. But I don't think that the interest for him will, will die down just because he's too talented. Uh, and we've seen time and time again in sports how talent wins out more often than not. Uh, there's video of Kareem Hunt beating on a woman. And next season, he had a job. You know, and, th- and this is a running back, all right? That's a position that isn't held as high as quarterback. So I believe that you will see Deshaun Watson, I think, in this season playing if, if he's cleared to play, um, whether it's with the Texans or somewhere else, you know, TBD. But I, I do believe it'll be somewhere else. And uh-huh. I, 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 you, you move pieces around that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it is Carolina and you have Sam Darnold. I know it might look silly, you know, thinking that they would, like, go for Watson. But you know who the upside quarterback is there. You know, and, and if the opportunity presents itself, you move uh, a Sam Darnold if you if you had to to get a Deshaun Watson because that's the upgrade. But I'm, I'm not saying that's happen, going to happen, but I can see a team making a move. You know who has to make that move that I think it's a must for them to make the move? I don't care what they have to give up. Manny's Raiders because they're in a division with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. And their team is already deteriorating as it is. But to address, that's a good point. But to address Steph. What you said about, um, I think the interest won't die down and stuff in the whole Kareem Hunt. I think it's different if you're bringing a guy Kareem Hunt, like if you're the Browns. You know, the Chiefs cut him, uh, and, and they were going for the Super Bowl. I yes. think the Browns are bringing in Kareem Hunt as their RB2, or now he's like, you know, they split carries. They, they have a nice scheme going there um, in Cleveland. But I think if you're going to invest in a franchise quarterback, the face of your franchise, and there's any gray area, like whether – this guy, like if there's a set off, you know, out of court settlement, like, oh, did this guy really do something bad? Or like, like if that's the case, then I think we do see interest dying down because it is a huge question mark what you're investing in. And I think that if they go to court and he gets cleared that way, then I think his name is cleared. You know, it was, then he's innocent or whatever. I mean, and if he's, guilty, he's never getting a job thing. ever again. Yeah. I, right. I just want to say uh, big Ben is still in this league. And, you know, like if, if totally. there was no, there was no, oh, we have to cut Big Ben or, you know, what, what team can he go to? It was never a question of if Big Ben was going to play again. Uh, I, I that, truly believe that. That was 10 years ago, though, in all, in all fairness. Oh, oh, Big oh, ben was, I, I, it was to- totally sus whatever he did, and I don't view him the same. But it was ten years ago, and in a town but that, like, that doesn't that doesn't matter to Steph's point. Yes, it does. The point, the point is no, it, it absolutely does not because it's Steph's totally point is a different time. Steph, Steph's point was there there wasn't this amount of backlash surrounding it. If I'm correct, Steph. Yeah, no, no, you are, and yeah. uh, Jack, to your to your point, I understand what you're saying as far as the the social climate is different now than it was ten years ago, and you are correct in, in thinking that. However, I do believe that. Every owner knows the uh, rumor mill and, and, and the, the news cycle, oh, it flips over, turns over very quickly. You know, so if you're going to look short-sightedly and say, well, we can't have Deshaun Watson because of what happened just now, uh, what happened with this situation looks bad, and we're not going to lock in a quarterback that's, what, 25? Was he 26? Yeah, um, something around there. Yeah. Like, it, it just wouldn't make sense. He's in his prime, and you have a, a, a guy that can give you gives you an, a, a, the immediate boost to be a uh, Super Bowl contender, depending on the team he goes to. I should say that he, he gives you the best chance of any other quarterback that would be out there. But I, I do believe that if Big Ben, even 10 years ago, can, can play 
uh, with his allegations, then there's going to be teams at least considering uh, Deshaun Watson. And I do believe as long as he's cleared, he does play. So we'll see. Like I said, there's going to be more information about this. We're going to, to, to be covering it once we get more. Uh, we understand what's going on. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm As a Jet fan, I was ready for uh, the Jets to have Watson before the draft. And now it's like, well, uh, Zach Wilson, here we go. <laughs> but we're about to head to commercial break. Stay locked in. We're going to cover a little more football when we come back. Talk about Urban Meyer and uh, his interesting uh, uh, decisions over there in Jacksonville. But this is Smoke and Mirrors, presented by the Sports Service on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Smoke and Mirrors on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Smoke and Mirrors, presented by the Sports Hit List on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stephen Polius, alongside Declan Krogman and Greg Polius. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're keeping with football and uh, talk a little bit Urban Meyer. All right, so we already know we covered him uh, a little bit last week. Uh, his decision to uh, potentially, well, to sign Tim Tebow, uh, which was questionable. And another questionable decision that happened during the draft, which was uh, in the first round, draft, drafting running back Travis Ntien. Uh, so we found out uh, recently that uh, Travis will be spending this rookie minicamp exclusively with the wide receiver uh, corpse and getting right wide receiver reps, which Meyer has gone on to say that. The reason we drafted him in the, is the opportunity to be a dual threat guy in our history. As long as we've had a guy like that, and we saw him as a guy like that in the draft this year. So they wanted a, dra- a dual threat at running back. So they took them in the first round when, even though they had James Robinson, a stud standout, uh, run, um, sorry, running back. So to see this is, is just very questionable. Uh, Greg, what do you think of uh, this move to move NTN to Etienne to uh, wide receiver, essentially. I don't think he's moving him. Uh, he's still going to be a running back, but it's just the training camp reps at wide receiver. And I think therein lies the problem. You're going to spend the entire training camp at one position, and then they're going to throw you back at your other position without, you know, going through blocking schemes and things of that and nature. Professional reps, yeah. At, at, yeah, it, you know, running back. It doesn't. Like Chuck said, shout out to Chuck. Uh, Maya's trying to reinvent the wheel, and it's really not necessary. Um, th- if that's the case, you can probably split split him split time, but at least you know he still gets running back reps. Uh, and for our fantasy team, like you said, I'll be very upset if he does this and then takes carries away from James Robinson. I mean, there's always a chance for that. Um, Deck, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, well, guys. Uh... I think we found out why Urban Meyer has been coaching college his whole career. <laughs> um, you don't you don't draft a guy in the first round and, and consider him a project, especially when you had a guy. First of all, like it almost seems like he wants Travis at the end to be Kadarius Tony, like so bad because he wanted <laughs> he wanted Tony to be you know his receiver and like a little gadget player you can put in many different places and you know running around, set sweeps and routes, obviously the receiver, whatever you got to do. And now it's like you already have a stud running back. Running back was the furthest thing you needed out of – I mean, it would have been better if they drafted a tight end. I mean, it's, 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 it's so, it's so they ridiculous. They, they could have taken a tight end for Penn State. <laughs> they did take a tight end just a little later in the draft. I think it's fifth round. Yeah, I mean, it would have been – you know what? The, the pick really should have been Elijah Moore there if you were that focused in, 
on Tony if you want to get I mean Elijah Moore might be better than Tony I I tend to believe that he might be I don't think that he's gonna have a better season than Tony because of that system with the Giants Jets but that's just besides the point I mean the Jaguars had so many other places they could have gone and now you're gonna bring in a running back and put him at receiver I don't care I totally agree with Greg 100% whether that's what you're trying to make him do or not if you're not gonna make him play receiver in the year why are you gonna spend an entire training camp molding him to be a receiver that's yeah. like if that's like if the if the Mets decided to bring bring along like say I don't know I don't want to say a rookie but let's just say they decided to move Jeff McNeil to shortstop for the whole sp- the whole spring training and then all right the season starts and you'll get back to second base well now this guy's got no reps at second base it makes no sense now this is a rookie let alone an NFL veteran that could try to adapt to a position because he's been playing a position mm-hmm. for so long but he hasn't because he's a rookie it just makes no sense I, I, Trevor Lawrence would have been better off a Jet. I'm, I'm so serious with that. It's ridiculous. Yo, hey, mark Quit this on a list of Quit things bad. I've never heard coming. Quit, Quit that. I didn't think that was coming either. <laughs> I will say, I do see him just having more snaps at wide receiver than running back. I mean, other, other than, than to spell uh, James Robinson, it just I can't imagine that putting him back there, uh, barring an injury, uh, after taking as many reps as he did as a wide receiver, to get him playing time. This is your first round pick. <laughs> You know, you're not you're not going to uh, have him sit on the sidelines, you know, wasting away uh, at the position that you drafted him. So it, it's just very ridiculous. But that that's all we need to say on that. Urban, oh, more than enough. Oh, yes. oh, Urban. <laughs> but uh, moving on to some baseball, which I know you're all waiting for. Uh, we have a interesting development in the Albert Pujols situation, who he was uh, cut by the Angels. Uh, so he, he has a new home now, and he doesn't have to travel too far, as the Dodgers are rumored to have signed him to a, a one-year deal. Now, Pujols, as we all know, has been declining as he's gotten older, which we expect from our older players, but still has something left in the tank. Uh, you do have Max uh, Muncy, who's over at first base for the Dodgers, and he is the everyday first baseman. He can play second, can play third. Uh, very versatile. Yes, yeah, very versatile. So there's a chance that maybe they shift him around or maybe – Pujols just spells uh, Max at first base. However, the Dodgers have struggled against lefty uh, pitching. And Pujols, at least for the season, uh, has a OPS of, uh, I, I think it was like a, over, over 800 um, and 27 at-bats. So even though he hasn't been hitting well overall, he has still seen lefties very well. So this could be a bat off the bench that they could really utilize and use. Uh, and, I mean, good on the Dodgers. For picking him up. Deck, what do, you, what do you think of this uh, potential acquisition? Yeah, so when they made this signing in on Saturday, right, I thought it was great for Pujols because, yeah, he's sticking it to the Angels, but now I thought the biggest loser in this could be Gavin Lux might get benched if Pujols starts being the Pujols that he is. Now, listen, if the hardest thing for the Angels, and I know we gave him a lot of flack, but to, but to play devil's advocate here, the hardest thing in baseball is, is to manage a, a, a legend and a Hall of Famer who's at the back end of his career and not producing near the level he once was. And when he started to become a liability. And I think that, um, who's it? Yeah. Walsh took his job at first base. Yes. They, he did. That was Jared. totally fair. He, Jared Walsh has been a beast this year. I know Greg uh, has him in fantasy and makes him very happy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you have him in fantasy, right? So he's been an animal. So I, I, I'm glad that it worked out for Pujols that he's at first base. Now you could have seen Max Muncy play second and Gavin Lux hit the bench because he's still a rookie or not a rookie, but he's a young player and yeah. he's still, you know, unproven. But 
Corey Seager goes down now, and Gavin Lux can play shortstop. Lux goes to short. Muncy could go to second, and Pools could go to first. Now this might predict, like this could create more at bats for Albert, and hopefully it'll work out. I know you know a team coming off a championship might not want to move around their entire infield. Um, that said, they have been struggling. Been struggling. Maybe Pools really <laughs> helps them. So maybe a little switch here could be good, especially while Seager's out. Yeah, Greg. What about you? What are your thoughts? I actually think it's a great move. Uh, even even say the injury to Seager doesn't happen, he can still uh, come off the bench and start against lefties at first base. Uh, you like you said, move Muncie around. Uh, Gavin Lux currently has an uh, on base percentage under three hundred and an OPS under six hundred. That's not conducive to winning baseball. So he's not cutting if, it right now. No, yeah. he's not. So if he finds himself riding pine, he has no one to blame but himself because. Uh, uh, OBP under 300 is inexcusable at any level, to be honest. <laughs> I agree. I don't think that he. W- I don't think that he will find himself, especially because they got rid of Kike Hernandez, who signed with Boston in the offseason. So I think right now they are going to need Lux to play shortstop. But that does open up a nice, a nice opening at first base for Big Albert uh, when when he arrives yeah. in a town. I think he's gotten there already. Yeah, I know he has. I, I do think you, there, there's something to be said about being happy in your situation and playing well. Yes, uh, there's, there's definitely a correlation, and I think he will he will get better, um, you know, with time and reps. This is Lux or Pujols right now. Pujols, Pujols, yeah. Lux thinks. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, nice, uh, young kid. I mean, he, he'll be all right. Nah, he's young. Yeah, he's yeah. young. He, he to me, he's more of a, a defensive guy as opposed to an offensive threat. Right, Garden, but I think yeah. that is for right now. I think he has the potential yeah. to be good, yeah. but he's not there yet. Definitely is not. And I think, again, that the potential's there. I, I have to agree. I'm happy for Pujols. Uh, I know there was a potential for him uh, maybe playing in the Olympics if this didn't come up. I don't know if he was considering it. It was just put out there. Um, but it is it is nice to see a team snag up Pujols, especially staying in L.A. You know, in his life, he's been there for 10 years now. So he doesn't have to uproot himself and continue playing the game he loves. Uh, to move on to some MLB standings uh, and talk about my Mets. Who are they on a, a three game you know losing streak? Uh, Tampa really handed it to them, but they still to us. <laughs> Boy, those last two games were rough. They Jeez. lost 12 5 um, on Saturday, but uh, the Mets still in first place uh, out in the east. You know, regard, even with the three game skid pitching, you saw you know the pitchers that you know Strowman, uh, who you're used to seeing do very well and and, and play well, he, he gave up about five run runs, I believe. Um, you know, so it's just just an ugly, uh, ugly series. But hopefully they bounce back. The bats have, have been there uh, recently, so you know I believe that the Mets can do it. There um, is a big problem though. Please big, big problem right now. So uh, this was I think an hour ago, right as we started the show. Uh, Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil are on the ten day IL, so uh, that could be very problematic for that offense. It's, but it's, also it's, they aren't they haven't been so hot. I know Conforto no. and McNeil were starting to get back. Yeah, in the I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. That. I was going to say, well, I it think is this starters, though. It could be tough. And you already this... got Nimmo out. The whole McNeil team's kind of McNeil could up. use the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Just to, to kind of re, re go back a little bit. Remember what I said about resting and it's just an <laughs> IL stint? <laughs> Here you go. They're both struggling a bit. 10-day IL, get your time. That's coincidental. We see that with pitching, though. Okay, like, you can make up an injury. You just, you just brought up two hitters. Up. I'm just saying. Two hitters, that are, at, two hitters that are actually hurt. But though. what I'm saying is 
we don't know if they're actually hurt all the time. It could be, hey, this is a long season. I need a break. <laughs> I mean, they said McNeil was playing hurt for like two weeks. Yeah, so. exactly. It's right point. from McNeil, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's two but, injuries. But, is, but, the whole team's injured. So but the whole that's team the point, though. To be on what break. are they doing now? They're load managing his no, injuries. No, there's conspiracy theories. I'm not, I'm not in the mood for this today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's literally right in your face. You said it. But no, it's not well, because well, well, why would you bench two guys and put them on the it's aisle? A, it's when a, your it's, whole a, it's an allegation. It's it's an, it's an allegation, right? They say that they're load managing. Uh, you could speculate yes, that. Yeah, you, you can you could speculate it. You know, because I think there are there are going to be teams out there, and we've seen it time and time uh, before, where the injury just seems a little bit like suspect. Like that's the reason they're they're on the IL. You know, like it it, it doesn't seem like that would hold them out. There, there are a lot of athletes who play through it, uh, so you could speculate that teams will at times to free up uh, a space on the roster. They will put a player on the IL and get that roster spot, give the guy the rest they need, and then come back fresh. So there is something to what Greg is saying, but again, there's, there's no way to know for sure. I mean, again, speculation. Uh, I will say that Conforto was playing uh, really well uh, defensively, uh, like a gold glover out there, right? Uh, so the bat here and there, but hopefully with the time in the IL, they'll come back strong uh, and we'll see the Mets surging again. One team I did want to mention, which is a surprise in the standings, was... Uh, the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> yeah, they've been getting good, man. They've been getting, they have. They've been getting it together. They've Some nice pitchers, too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Greg, I'm going to kick it to you real quick just to get your, your, your point before uh, we move on and uh, end the show. Um, it's, I could say that mid-May, I didn't see the Giants on the top of the NL West standings and the Dodgers in third place. Didn't see that coming at all. So shout out to the Giants. And, um, and just real quick on the West, shout out to uh, your Mariners for, um, you know, playing well. And my fantasy guy, Jared Klinik, hitting his first major league home run. Yes, yes. Uh, after, uh, you know, that first game that we saw uh, that, you know, we had, he had some loud outs. But uh, second game, he, he put it together. I think it was three for five, right, with a home run? Three for and I four. Think two doubles. Three, three for four. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, got back, he got back on the horse there. He's, uh, he's got a batting average. He's, uh, he's there, <laughs> you know. Um, well, the last thing I have to say, because I know we are at time, I would just like to say for all those who are wondering, Aaron Judge is back. He's tied to the lead league in home <laughs> runs and he's hitting 300 and he was my crazy MVP pick. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not saying it's not, it's not going to happen, you know? So we'll see. It'll be nice to see if Stanton and Judge can get together at the same time. Manny's saying Stanton's on the IL. I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't checked where so extensively that we're at the end of the show. But great show, guys. I was uh, very happy uh, talking three sports today. <laughs> same, same. Uh, and and shouts out to Judge, you know, uh, for Yankee fans, got to be happy about Judge. You were looking to uh, yeah, yeah. to to trade him early in the season. No, but, who's looking to trade him? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say you. I'm saying you're, you're oh, people. I, your people. I know. I was, I was, I was, I was kind of criticizing my people. Like maybe, like peoples, get your head checked. Let's go to uh, you know Mount Sinai and uh, check it out. Ridiculous. Yes, but like Dex said, this is gonna do it for us uh, this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed. We'll be back again Friday between 1 and 2 to talk to, talk to you about the, all the, the sports that you love here in Smoke and Mirrors. But again, this is uh, Smoke and Mirrors presented by the Sports Evidence on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stefan, alongside Declan Krogman and Greg Polius. We'll see you at the end of the week. Take care. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.